Hi out there, I'm Pat Pauly, and I'd like to welcome you to my show, Artbeat Northwest. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m., we interview someone from the visual arts or the performing arts in the Pacific Northwest and talk about upcoming events in our area. And this week, we're talking about Northwest Encaustics with founder and owner Sean Dahl. And Sean's work has been primarily in encaustic paint and print arts. And Sean has taught printmaking and encaustic painting at Pratt Fine Arts Center and teaches now at his place, Northwest Encaustic. And his current encaustic work occupies the intersection of print arts and encaustic painting and, I think, sculpture, too. A little bit of sculpture. And his print work can be seen in various group shows in the Seattle area. Welcome to the show, Sean. Thank you for so much and for having us. Great. And with him is Kirsten Wilhelm, and she is a self-taught artist, has been doing art of all kinds for 30 years. And in the last, for the last 10 years, she's been a wonderful teacher of encaustic, uh, and she is also currently teaching beginning encaustic at Northwest Encaustics. So welcome to the show, Kirsten. Hi, thank you for having us. Great to have you two here. Okay, and before we get started, though, with the interview, I want to talk about a few things coming up. You know, Thanksgiving is coming up at the end of next week. Do you realize that, Eric? I mean, I was sort of thinking it was the last Thursday, but no, it's the 22nd. And... um, What's What else is happening? Well, some things are opening for Christmas right after Thanksgiving. So if you plan to go to Garden Delights at Bellevue Botanical Garden, which is an artsy event, starts the 24th and goes to December 30th. So think about going uh, the day after Thanksgiving, right? And free nights are November 24th through 29th. And if you go there, you don't have to pay. And more more importantly... You miss those huge crowds that you get into if you come later. And the team has created tons of new flowers and new critters this year. And, of course, there are all these old favorites to find, too. And, you know, the Trillium store will be open. They'll have drinks and snacks. And um, what I want to tell you is dress warmly. If it's raining, wear a raincoat. And... um, it's a great way to get into the holiday mood. So go early on so you get in the holiday mood and you're happy early on, right? www.gardendelights.org is the website. And the other thing that's happening, again, the day after Thanksgiving, at the Fifth Avenue Theater, there's uh, Annie is opening. And, you know, this is the one that got all those Tonys on Broadway. But this is their exciting new production. Production. I've heard it's really good, though. Remember Annie, Sandy, Daddy Warbucks, The Wicked, Miss Hannigan? With all those wonderful songs, Tomorrow, It's a Hard Knock Life, Easy Street. This is a magical musical that'll thrill your entire family. So bring the kids, not the really tiny ones, but, you know. Opens November 23rd on until December 30th. Same thing. Coming up soon www.fifthavenue.org. If you go online, there's a lot of fake Fifth Avenue websites, so skip those. Make sure you're on to the 
onto their real website. Anyway, get your tickets now. We'll be back shortly talking about encaustic painting at Northwest Encaustic. Stay tuned. From new exhibitions to community events, Bellevue Arts Museum is always new, always different, and always exciting. Through March 24th, see Dylan Newworth, Omnia. Newworth is a contemporary artist working with light, space, and interactive technologies. The exhibition traces a metaphorical life cycle from the cosmic to the personal, including work in video, performance, sculpture, and neon. The museum's fifth biennial, BAM Biennial 2018, BAM Glass-tastic will be on view from November 9th through April 14th. This juried exhibition showcases the best work in glass from 48 established and emerging Northwest artists, craftspeople, and designers. For more information, visit BellevueArts.org. Working hard to put a smile on your face. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Artbeat Northwest. Gotta go see that, Annie. And also, go see Glass-tastic at the Bellevue Arts Museum. It's just a great show. And, uh, of course, they just talked about it on the ad, but I just want to reinforce it. It's really worth seeing. Sean Dahl is here, and uh, we are talking about uh, doing encaustic painting. And with him is Kirsten Wilhelm, one of the teachers at uh, his studio. And the first question is, well, what is encaustic? Because so many <laughs> listeners, you know, it's not a familiar term to them, maybe to artists, but not all artists either. No, very true. Yeah, it's an ancient form of painting where you paint with uh, the medium is based by beeswax. And there's some damar, which is a pitch from a very specific tree, and pigments. So your colors are wax-based and you're painting with them hot. And then as you paint with them, they cool immediately just like a spilled candle wax would. And you go in with a secondary heat source, a heat gun or a torch, and reheat it up. And that's what encaustic means is to burn in. So every layer you paint, you have to heat up with a heat source and burn it in so that it fuses and blends. And So it's like painting with fire. <laughs> that sounds hot. It must get <laughs> awfully hot in there. I mean, I, I thought you just... Went from the heated up, but you always have to use a heat gun and something else yes. with it to get the effect. And you can use a heat gun that looks like it's basically like a hair dryer, but a little heavier duty. So why is everyone and all the people I talk to, they're so enchanted with encaustic painting? Well, it's, it's, it's got a lot of really great qualities. It's, um, it's very immediate. You know, uh, you don't have to wait for layers to dry in between painting. Um, the colors are beautiful and translucent. There's a great translucency to beeswax. And it's uh, one of the greener forms of painting. You know, it's, it's very non-toxic if you use it correctly. Non-toxic if you use it correctly. It's a green form of painting. Well, that's good. Is it durable? Oh, uh, more durable than any other paint form that we have. I um, think they did find some uh, Greek paintings that were... 100 AD years old, you know, they're they're pretty ancient. Yeah. yeah. As long as you keep it away from extreme heat sources, it lasts indefinitely. Outlasts oil painting by far. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. So, and, and why do so many artists that have been in other mediums switch to encaustic painting? Well, Kirsten, can, like you, you can Kirsten. address that, Kirsten. Uh, well, it's instantaneous. I feel like it's an instant 
people who have uh, problems with patience, like me, instead of waiting weeks and weeks for your oil painting to dry to add another layer, as soon as it's cool, the wax is cool, you can add another layer. And so that's pretty instant. And it's also very flexible and uh, very forgiving. So it's great for when I teach the beginner class, it's great for beginners because it's not so permanent. You know, watercolor is, once you lay down that color, it's there and you move on to another sheet if you're not happy with it. But encaustic is, you can blowtorch it down to the wood or you can scrape it off or you can add another layer. It's very forgiving. It's very flexible. That's a, it's a great medium. I love it. It smells good too. And it smells good. Oh, it does. Yeah, it smells, smells like beeswax. Yeah. It smells well, wonderful. But don't you have a problem with all that heat and with the other elements in there? Uh, don't you have to have really good ventilation? You need to have some basic ventilation. A cross breeze with, a, you know, like a, a, I put an industrial fan in a window and open up a source on the other side. As long as you've got a cross ventilation and you keep your temperatures where they're supposed to be, it's very safe to work with. Oh, okay. And it's you not must... that hot. I mean, we're, we use... The, the 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 wax is about 180 to 190 degrees when we're painting with it. So it's not that hot. So it's not at all like working with molten glass. No, not at all. Because <laughs> that could get really So like hot. a candle uh, creates smoke because it's burning. This is just warm wax, so it doesn't create any kind of oh, smoke. Oh, see, that's okay. It's just warm, so it doesn't create smoke. Interesting, interesting. If it's smoking, you've got it too hot, and you've got to address that. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, now, I keep watching these videos, and everybody seems to have a different way of working with encaustic. And what what ways are you teaching? Do you teach a lot of different ways, or is your, is your approach different? We do. Different? I, you know, I think here, especially here in the Northwest, we, we do a lot of unusual approaches. There's basic encaustic painting where you make your medium and you put it down and you use your torch or your heat gun to burn it in. And, and a lot of people around the country do that. But we do a lot of mixed media approaches, uh, using it with a lot of different forms and a lot of different approaches. So, so give an variety. example of that. Um, so underpainting. You can, we do painting, underpainting with clay washes, which are basically clay slips that you paint and then you let it dry and then you go over it with a wax and the wax seals it in. Um, do underpainting with uh, watercolor. watercolor, oil paint, um, gouache. Yeah, gouache, <laughs> burned wood glue. Uh, you know, we use, and then you do sculptural type. Do things. sculptural stuff with it. Absolutely. There's some. There's some challenges to working three dimensional because when you heat up the wax and it's liquid, it wants to run ah. downhill. But there's ways around it. You can do some really beautiful work. Stephanie Hargrave teaches our encaustic on clay sculpture class. That's a really wonderful class. Now, you were talking about beginners getting into this. Mm -hmm. Now, how do you keep beginners uh, feeling good? I know you said a lot of retired people come in. Well, I guess it's like artists from other mediums and then retired people who maybe have always wanted to be artists and didn't have a chance because they were working. Uh, how do you make these people all feel comfortable with creating these things, if, especially if they haven't done anything like that for a long time? Yeah, that's an, it's very important, I think, in a beginning class to uh, not feel pressure to make the Mona Lisa in four hours. Um, that's, a, that's a big thing. I always tell people, you know, when you start off, you're, you're just going to try and make as many mistakes as you can because that's how you get the, eventually will get something you're happy with. 
but it's about making a really comfortable place for people to try art for the first time, especially in a beginning class. Although I do have to say all of the classes at Sean's studio are beginner ready. Um, you're, there's no pressure to have any background to start any of his classes. So. Oh, really? No. And, but the beginner, is a, it's a good spot to start off in so that you get some basic knowledge and we try to get your technique down so that you can paint something you're happy with. But I like, like I said, the layering is very helpful with that too. You know, you're unhappy with the, the piece. You set, either set it aside for a while and start something new or scrape it down or use that big giant blowtorch we got from the hardware store and just melt it into a puddle and start over. It's very, <laughs> it's, it's very freeing. So nothing is permanent but change, right? Right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's interesting. Now, what is, uh, what, why don't you kind of go over the, we were talking about the classes now at the beginning. Why don't you go over the kinds of classes that you're offering? Sure. So like we said, Kirsten Wilhelm teaches our beginning encaustic. Um, I teach uh, eight weeks of wax, which is uh, four hours every Friday night for eight weeks. And we teach that once a quarter. And it goes over a wide variety of approaches. Um, And that's open to beginners. That's totally open to beginners. And then we have a lot of specific specialty classes. Um, Daniel Sanger teaches our photography and encaustic class every other semester. And then in between, he teaches a monotype class, which is a printerly type of way of dealing with encaustic paint. Um, Stephanie Hargrave teaches our encaustic on clay sculpture class. Uh, Larry Cockins had been teaching. Love um, Larry Cockins. I've taken two of his classes. He had been teaching a, a collage class, but recently him and I have been working together and we're teaching a mixed media a doll class where we're building dolls out of cloth and wood. Um, And there's encaustic in that, but it's more of a mixed media approach, and that's the newest thing. And we're looking at new classes all the time, ways to mix things up. But those are the ones we're currently. Can you do a collage with um, encaustic over it? Yes, absolutely. And some things um, you can collage into the layers of wax. Uh, most things you can collage into the layers of wax, but you have to work with it in certain ways. Some papers need to be either glued down or, and some are like tissue paper or Japanese paper work really well where the wax goes right through them and you can actually use the wax as a glue. Ah, interesting. So, and, and people just stay really interested for that whole four, four hours. And then you have to kick them out at the end, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it, most of our most of our workshops are weekend long. They're eight oh. hours a day for two days. They're Saturday oh. and Sunday, with the exception of the eight weeks class, which is every week for eight weeks. But the rest of them are weekend workshops, two and three day. Ah, so and people at least get a handle on the technique by that time. Oh right? yeah, definitely. Yeah. You'll go home with something you're happy with. Oh, really? No, but there, there are... Not the Mona Lisa, but something you're Mona happy Lisa. with. Hey, <laughs> that's a good thing. That's good enough, you know? <clears throat> so how about uh, people who are experienced artists but, you know, may live in a smaller place and really don't have the space or the ventilation to do this sort of thing? Can they take advantage of your studio? Absolutely. Well, that's one of the things I wanted to do when we started this place was create a space where people could rent studio time and use our space to work on their own work in there. So, so we have a daily rate. You can come in and you can rent the studio and use our space and our ventilation and our tools, and you bring your own panels and, and your own ideas, and then you work in there. 
and it, it goes well. It's something we've done for a lot of years. But you probably have to, like, schedule it out ahead. You have to schedule it with us ahead of time. We do have a drop-in night. It's um, four hours in an ev- on a Thursday evening a couple of times a month, and that's for people who've taken classes before, uh-huh. and they don't have to schedule that. It's just on the third and fourth Thursday of the month. You can just drop in, and we're open for a few hours for you to do some work. Ah, so it's pretty uh, pretty continuous. People keep, keep people going with encaustic painting or whatever. But it's already time for a break. We're here talking about Northwest Encaustics right here in West Seattle. We'll be right back on Artbeat Northwest. Support for Artbeat Northwest with Pat Polly comes from Pratt Fine Arts Center, offering year-round classes for youth, teens, and adults. Located in the central area, Pratt is the only facility in the Northwest where absolute beginners and established professional artists work side-by-side, creating art in glass, metal, stone, and wood sculpture, jewelry and metalsmithing, painting, drawing, printmaking, and mixed media. Learn more and register for classes at pratt.org. Get inspired every hour right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Artbeat Northwest. Kirsten Wilhelm and Sean Dahl are here talking about Northwest Encaustics and about all of the encaustic art created there. And um, let's talk about some of your exhibits because you've got a new exhibit going on. Now, um, do you have a special gallery that you have just for the exhibits? Or well, no, work? we have our studio. It's a, It's a working studio, and then once a month, we clean everything up and put all the tools away and paper the tables and hang art on the walls and have an art opening and a show and an artist's reception. And we've wow. been doing that since we opened 10 years ago. And if you look online, uh, they have a record of quite a few of the shows that they have done. Which yeah, we haven't been able to do all of them, amazing. but we have a lot of, of, of examples of the sh- of the shows on our website going back quite a few years. We have room on the website to do up to 12 images for each show that we put up. And so because we celebrated our 10-year anniversary this year, right now we have a special show where we invited all the artists that had previously shown to bring a piece to show. And we have 45 artists represented and oh, wow. 50 must, pieces of art. That must take up most of your wall. Well, we moved out <laughs> into the hallways, oh, yes. Oh, oh, so we okay. have our studio and then also the hallways of the building. We've got artwork hung up. And ah. it's, a, it's a very special show. It shows the wide range of approach that people do and some really wonderful artists that we've been following for a long time and been lucky to work with have worked up. And I, I'm very proud to have worked with these artists. And I was telling Sean, when I looked on the Internet, there's so many great artists, but so various techniques. I mean, and results, they're all so different. It's, it's not amazing. like, you know, like if you go to a watercolor thing, they all kind of look the same. <laughs> not in caustic. Definitely it's not all caustic, over the map yes. as far as techniques yeah. and, we and have the way it looks. great examples of photography and encaustic. We've got sculptures. We've got abstract, representational. Yeah, it, it's really amazing to see all the work that people have done. That's great. Now, I have to ask you, what motivated you to open Northwest Encaustic? Well, back in the day, um, Larry Calkins and I were teaching encaustic at Pratt, 
And we were kind of the only game in town back then as far as classes that were available. So they were very popular and had large waiting lists. And so I thought it would be awesome to have a, a space to teach out of that also gave people a place to rent because they were asking for that all the time. Uh-huh. And so when a space became available, I decided to go for it. And um, I've been really happy, but it was uh, things definitely dropped off. It was right about the crash of 2008 was oh. right when I opened. So we struggled oh. a bit for the first few years to stay open, but it's been a great experience. And that's pretty much what prompted us. Oh, that's great. And so now you have a large community of encaustic definitely. artists. Yeah. Now, how about your own art, Sean? Uh, is it? It, it's very interesting. I like it. It's Thank is you. it personal? It seems to be sending messages. It seems that at times it's political. Uh, what what you what are you trying to achieve in your own art? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, you know, I, I work with the things that move me, and and communication and the difficulties of communication are one of the themes that I think I explore a lot. Um, I've been rather obsessed with. Uh, hobo symbols for quite a few years here. And um, there, for those that aren't familiar, it was uh, a means of communication by very simple symbols that hobos used to write um, on railways and, and uh, on trestles and bridges and stuff like that to communicate with each other. Really? Very popular back in the <laughs> 1930s was when it was used the most, when the most people were riding the rails due to the Depression. Right. But uh, So... Um, I want to ask you, too, about your building. Now, it's it's quite interesting, the history of this building and the current usage. In, of course, it's in West Seattle, um, but how did it come to be an art building? Well, it was originally a private school and daycare for a church that's adjacent to the building. And it was built in the 1960s, and up until... 12 or 13 years ago had been used as such, and then that church sold to a different congregation that didn't have a school. And it sat vacant for a few years, and then a friend of ours, Randy McCoy, bought the building and turned it into art studios. That was in March of 2008. So I think we have 13 studios in the building right now. It's a great community. And it's fully occupied? Oh, yeah, always. Yeah. Always it's fully hard to, occupied. It's hard to find an available spot. Oh, that that's wonderful. What a, a wonderful addition to... West Seattle. Yes, you know, definitely. Definitely. That's Kirsten great. lives a mere two blocks away, so it's very <laughs> handy very for close. her. Very I handy mo- for I you, moved Kirsten. Close to the studio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, good idea. <laughs> now, <clears throat> how do you select the artists for your shows? You have so many wonderful shows. Yeah, it's it's people I know or people whose work I'm watching. Uh, you know, so it's Kirsten's doing a show in January. Um, ah. So our instructors show periodically there. Um, sometimes it's a student who I think I've watched develop over several years and they get better and better. We do do a student show once every year or two as well. Um, sometimes it's just somebody whose work I've come across. Um, one of the last shows we had was Kim Kopp, who's a wonderful artist out of Port Townsend. Oh, yes. And I saw her work in a lobby of a hospital and really admired it. And then I went online and saw that in addition to the work I saw, she did encaustic work. So I started talking to her online and emailing back and forth, and we eventually invited her to come and show. So it's rather, um, uh, you don't have a 
competitions or anything. I mean, no, it's there's no open call. There's get, no. Yeah. yeah, there's probably the best way. Really, it works for as us. Long, as long as you're having lots of exhibitions, you know, and about how many works in each show. Well, um, it really varies. Um, sometimes it'll just have you know eight or ten pieces, and sometimes people will have twenty pieces. Depends on how big and small their work is and how much they want to put in. We usually do shows for about two months. We do uh, the artist receptions, two of them, on the second Thursday of each month, which is when West Seattle does their art walk. So do these shows stay up? They stay up for the duration of two months. Oh, okay. So you're in there working, Mm -hmm. and you're surrounded by these wonderful pieces of art. So you get to live with this great art. The students get to see different approaches and how... Some established artists are working, and it's inspiration for them. Oh, yes. And it's wonderful for us to live with. Yeah. Very inspirational for the artists, for sure. That's one thing in a lot of classes that you take in art. You really do need some inspiration from people who are a little closer to you than... And it's nice to learn a technique and then see how somebody's used it. And then to start yeah. to recognize those techniques when you see them in art out in the world. And then every time you take a class, you get to see probably a different set of people, uh, people's art in an acoustic. Right. So that's great. Now, you're open for the Art Walk, and that's every second Thursday? Every second Thursday. So if anybody is out there second Thursday, wants to go out, there's probably a lot of places in West Seattle for an Art Walk. Yeah, uh, in the main junction there are. Unfortunately, I never get to see them because I'm always at our own studio oh, open. Okay. But there are some wonderful places that are showing artwork in West Seattle. Who knew? I didn't even know you were there until about a year ago, and then I thought, well, i got to get these guys on because it sounds like... The place in town to do encaustic. <laughs> you know, you're all set up for it. And mm-hmm. uh, it's so nice because I kept hearing about encaustic. Oh, it can be very dangerous. It's not really dangerous. It's just you do need good ventilation. But yes, correct. Thank you so much for coming in, both oh, of you. Thank you so much for having, for having us. us. Now, how can listeners go online and find out more about your classes and events? We have a website at northwestencaustic.com, Facebook. Is it's Northwest Encaustic. It's the whole world. And then we also have Instagram, which is NW Encaustic. Okay, so lots of ways to find out more about Northwest Encaustic. And uh, if you want to work with the new technique for 2019, you need to get in there and sign up. Encaustic art may be what you're looking for. In the meantime, listen every in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. drive time for art news and views of our local art scene. I'm Pat Polly, signing off on Alternative Talk 1150. Have a great creative week. <laughs>